Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 116 of the Three Point Podcast and episode four of the COVID-19 quarantine. Our threesome includes the young buck, Jared Fattel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 TV in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Our middleman is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm the old dog, Ted Fattel of Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 Radio. Our partners include Advanced Elevator, the Corona Connection, Card Service Michiana, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Sheridan Auction Service, and ProMac Engineering. Also, our online syndication teammates, Sports Radio Detroit. Never miss an episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of the other big podcast hosting sites. And shoot us your comments and questions on social media at 3 Point Pod. Now, before we get to our opening commercial break, I just want to send a shout out to everybody out there. Uh, many of you know, many may not know that my mom passed away on April 8th, you know, and Jared's grandma. And I want to thank everybody out there for uh, their sympathy cards, flowers, text, and calls. It really meant a lot. And, you know, in this time that we're in right now with the, the quarantines and, you know, limited people, limit, limited gatherings. It was very strange, but the, the one ironic thing on my mom's funeral, she only wanted a private family affair in the first place. So really, it, it, it was okay. You know, the one thing we missed was not maybe having some of our uh, cousins and some other out-of-town out of relatives, but overall, I think it went like she wanted it, but it's a tough loss, that's for sure. Yeah, and a lot of like a lot of my friends reached out to me, which I was kind of surprised about. You know, I, but it's definitely been the response has been very yeah. Good. And I will say this too. Again, I, I, I we really appreciate the the support we got from everybody out there. I know Matt, uh, your teammates. You, you obviously played played high school basketball for Jared's dad, and uh, you guys put together a nice video, sent flowers. That was uh, very much appreciated. Yeah, we we all were thinking about you guys and. The Fattel family, you guys have a big circle, so we were all wanting to get your, uh, get your spirits up as much as we could. Well, I did want to throw one other shout-out here. Um, you know, even though anybody that loses a mother, it's tough to go through. My mom made it to 91. That's a long life for sure. But uh, she got three extra years. You know, three years ago, uh, she came down with a, a pretty heavy bout of cancer. There were some doctors in our area that, that wrote her off at that time, basically said, get her home, make her feel comfortable. That's it. And we got to send a big shout-out to Dr. Dan Williams. Uh, at the time, he was with Memorial's Oncology Department. He was the head of the department. He told our family, he said, you know what? If, if she's not ready to pack it in, I think I can come up with uh, some kind of concoction and, and maybe, you know, put it on hold, which he did. We got three extra years, and I can't tell you how important that was. You know, we had a chance. We knew she had cancer. We knew it was probably a temporary fix, but when you think about it, three extra years that we we knew coming down the road we were going to face this day, but at least we had a chance to put our put our thoughts and feelings, you know, in order. And, and I think that really helped a lot. And it really helped a lot when we got to the end. But three extra years, I mean, Dr. Dan Williams, I mean, we owe a debt of gratitude to you and your staff. Yeah, and it was three good years. It, it wasn't, it, uh, you know, obviously the very end was almost like a, only like a week. A week, She was yeah. really feeling sick. But other than that, you know, three really good years. Yeah, you remember, I mean, go out, we'd go to church, we'd go to dinner, breakfast. I mean, she had a good quality of life until the last, basically the last week. So definitely we want to thank everybody that's been involved. And again, uh, we'll we'll pick things up here on this podcast, but I wanted to get that out, 
on the table here right at the beginning. We'll have some fun. We'll talk about what's going on in the sports world. Oh, a big event happening tonight on ESPN, The Last Dance. I think we might just touch upon that a little bit. It all starts rolling right after this short break. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. All right, guys, uh, you know, it's been a couple weeks now. We did take the one week off, but uh, how are you all surviving quarantine? Well, uh, as you guys know, basically the only thing I do that's any sort of physical activity is I'll take my dog for a walk. If you remember la- uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago when we recorded. You put the dog uh, on the D- yeah, disabled the DL, list, right? Yeah, the on the disabled <laughs> list. Well, he was back. And uh, and just a little backstory with this dog. His name's Bo. When, I was, like, when we first got him, he ran away. And usually how things go in my house is if, if something like that happens, all of a sudden it was all my fault. It was this. It was that. Apparently I left the gate open. Uh, it still kind of bothers me because I didn't even go through that gate. <laughs> so that's kind of just the, the, the groundwork here. So whenever I kind of take him for a walk or something, my brothers or my fa- my parents will kind of make like snarky remarks about how I don't really take very good care of him. Well, I was walking him one day right right along Corona Hills Golf Course, and He's getting pretty good. Like now that he's been walking every day, he knows how to get out of his leash. It's a little like body strap that's a little bit loose on him. Right. So he does this little flip maneuver. <laughs> so there's there's a big dog. Probably I don't I don't want to say it was a Rottweiler, but it Ooh. certainly looked like a big dog, like a Rottweiler. We're walking by. This dog is not attached to anything, so it just bolts right into the road. I'm, I go to pick up my dog. He does this little flip maneuver and then sprints right after this dog. So all of a sudden, I'm taking off sprinting after uh, Bo, and I have like a. It was, it was literally like uh, Von Miller, like a scoop and score. I just scooped him up right before he hit. He because my dog is really mean. And for how small he is, he was he was going like to he's, try to. He's an idiot. He's, he's trying he's to feisty for yeah. sure. So I had to sprint in and scoop him up, and I ended up you know saving his life pretty much. So that was basically all that's been going on. That's about two weeks worth. The only thing interesting that's happened in my life. Wow. So uh, you're so Bo. How much does he weigh? How big is he? Five pounds. Five. Yeah, he's like a Yorkie, five he, pounder. He's a tiny dog. I was going to say, our, our dog, Jagger, he's a Morky, so a Yorkie <laughs> mixed with Maltese. Yep. He's only like 10, 11 pounds maybe, so very similar. But same thing, the way you're describing that, I mean, it sounds like Bo is a lot like Jagger. He has that little dog syndrome. Like, yeah. Whenever like little dogs go by, you know, they might bark a little bit or you know, sniff each other or whatever. But big dogs, he wants to like try and fight them. Like, he yeah. wants to 
try and show his dominance or something. Sounds like that's what Bo was doing. I, I don't get it. it. They are so dumb. Like, I just can't get over how dumb this dog is. Like, it's literally going after a dog that's like, imagine going after somebody that's like 10 times your size, like a 50 pound dog, and thinking you have a chance. Like, if this dog just decided that it wanted to end his life, it, it could do it in two seconds. Yeah, but yeah, it just takes off Bolton. Bo's a, Bo's a fighter. Didn't Bo one time, and he's, it's just picture it, just a little teeny dog. Didn't he jump up and bite somebody's nuts? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I think it was the postman or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. No, he didn't bite his nuts. He <laughs> bit his leg. Postman had to report it, so my dog went on uh, like house arrest. He couldn't go in the backyard for a whole month. So that's the type of dog we're dealing with here. No, one of our neighbors has uh, a husky. And it's it's a big husky. It's a big dog, and the the nicest, like calmest dog ever. But Jagger, every time he sees him, like starts barking, wants to like like what you described, wants to go after him. Yeah. And that's what we always say. We're like, if the dog's name is Domino. We're always like, Jagger. If Domino wanted to, he would chomp you in half in one bite. <laughs> like, what are you yeah. doing right now? Like little dog syndrome. Where did you get the name? Is that like off of Mick Jagger or something? Ted probably appreciates that dog. That's name. what I was going to ask too. Yeah, no, he he had the name already, oh. so I don't know Trump, where the yeah. uh, previous owners named it from, but probably I would assume it's after Mick Jagger. I I like it. We I, thought it was cool, so we kept it. And you've never really been a dog guy, have you, Ted? You really. never ever had one your whole life. No, I had one when I was a little kid, but uh, I don't I don't know if it sounds. Uh, Sounds bad, but I am not a dog guy. I like I like other people when they have dogs. I'll pet them, you know. And I, but I just don't want to take care of a dog. Never have, you know. It's hard enough taking care of myself. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I was going to bring you guys up to speed on the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, obviously we already talked about my mom's passing, but uh, first time since 1977, I've been laid off. I had a I had a temporary layoff. Uh, in fact, it was the day after we recorded last. Uh, I had to go on unemployment, I had to go on computer online and sign up for unemployment for the first time in my life, but I'm back on the payroll tomorrow. So it, it was a short layoff, but... <laughs> okay. So in 1977, were you fired or were you laid off? No, I was working, I was actually working for a local company that had been famous for if you worked 89 days, they would lay you off so they wouldn't have to pay unemployment. You know, the, the, the cutoff was 90 days, yeah. and they didn't realize that I had worked previously at another business. So anyway, I was able to claim unemployment for a month back back in 77 before I hooked up with uh, Duol and lasted there 37 years. But uh, yeah, I had that to deal with, and then I was going to go on a rant today because I was a little pissed off that uh, the state, and, I, and believe me, I'm all for social distancing. I'm all for a lot of the rules they have going. But I think there's some things in the state of Michigan where they could be, could be using a little bit more common sense. And one of those things is I have a boat, a pontoon boat that was in storage at the local fairgrounds, and we were notified we could not get the boats out of the fairgrounds. Okay, that was part of the governor's order that uh, they couldn't let us in there. We couldn't put it in the water. And they still currently in the state of Michigan have a ban on motorboats in the state, which I don't know if you've caught any of the news map, but uh, a lot of uh, sheriff's departments, uh, sheriffs in the uh, uh, northern Michigan have came right out and said, we're violating the law. If we see somebody out on a boat, we're not writing any tickets. So uh, yes, I've definitely seen a lot of a lot of chatter about what's going on in Michigan, and then obviously that protest in Lansing and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but yeah, I did see that some sheriff departments and and other like municipalities have said 
they're not going to issue tickets for certain things. So it I, it's just crazy. Like, obviously, you know, people feel one way or the other, and that's fine. But this is such like a – like the word that everyone throws around is unprecedented. No, no one's ever experienced something like this. So I just keep thinking, like, they're just trying to do something to – flatten the curve, right? They're trying to figure something out, is my thought, right? It seems to be working, too. Does it? I haven't really heard any like good news. I, I've heard recently that things have been looking better for sure in the Detroit area. Now, you know, even on a more personal note, geez, it's it's become the Ted show here all of a sudden. But my my brother in law, Mark, you know, yeah. Mark, he, well, he's in the nursing home in Durand. They've got fifty cases of COVID nineteen over there. About half, uh, twenty staff members and twenty five or thirty uh, patients. I mean, it's scary stuff. So and especially, I mean, they talk about, you know, whether it's jails or nursing homes or those kind of places, if one or two people get it, it's going to just like spread like wildfire. So exactly. Definitely scary. So like Jared, you talk about like, I I don't know if it's good or bad or however you want to look at it, but you have to wonder, like, I I just keep thinking because down here in North Carolina, the numbers haven't gotten too bad yet. And they keep actually like lowering their expectations and stuff as far as what they expect uh, the amount of people that are going to get it or whatever. So mm-hmm. it seems to be whatever measures we're taking down here seem to be going well also. But I just keep thinking, like when I see people say, you got to open stuff back up. Obviously, this isn't as bad or this isn't as serious as what they're saying. Well, maybe that's because of the stuff that we're doing. So, you know, it's like I've seen people say, uh, you know, it's like if you're if you're riding a parachute down after you skydived or something, if you okay, you've slowed down you're not going to take the parachute off before you get to the ground, right? Because then you crash into the ground. So, you know, the people that want to like open everything up, it's like, well, maybe let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Maybe this stuff is working. Don't, don't rush out and start going crazy. The boat thing. Yeah. I, that's maybe one spot where like you should be able to go put your boat in the water. Right. Yeah. And if my wife and I want to go out fishing, Technically, we'd be violating the law. Now, what are we going to hurt? I mean, we're we're hibernating in our house. If Why they, can't we go out on the boat? If they had <laughs> not allowed you to get your boat out, would you have been protesting down in Lansing? Would you no. that have been the breaking point? No, I would have actually. That that kind of leads us in full circle. You know, would I have been happy with it? No, but I would have just wrote it out because that's that was what was put in place. That protest in Lansing, I think that was a bit overboard. Matt, you, you talked about it just a little bit. We do have to pump the brakes. You know, if we're going to get back to normalcy here, we can't just jump right back in and start showing up at stadiums and showing up at work shoulder to shoulder to people. We could get back to business. I think I think there is some light at the end of the tunnel, whether it be May 1st or May 15th, but I think it's coming up where, you know, they can loosen up some things. There's no reason why, like, for for example, my job. I, there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to go in the office, maybe wear a mask, but there's no reason why I shouldn't be able to be in my own little office. And if I stay away from people, six feet from people, and you know, and still follow a lot of the regulations we have in place, I don't see why you can't start out that way. Now, you have a part-time job in landscaping. That was the other big topic, along yeah. with boating, you know, yeah, that cool. a lot of the landscapers are saying, wait a minute, why can't we do our jobs? Because it's not essential. That was the key word. I think what they ought to, they should have probably qualified it as, and I think I saw something on Twitter, they should just call it not safe. 
not the non-essential, okay? What's not safe about landscaping if you're not right next to somebody and you're outside? It, it does seem like it should be allowed, but then again, once you open up, I feel like once it's like it's like a domino effect where once landscaping is open, everyone else is going to be like, well, why can't we? Why yeah. can't we? No, I agree, and that's that's the sad part, you know, because that's where I say they have to make a blanket law instead of trying to do some common sense. Even if you make the blanket law and then all of a sudden start picking at it and say, hey, we're going to let you do landscaping. We're going to let you boat. We're going to let you go on a golf course, maybe not in the restaurant in the golf course, yeah. but you know, some of that stuff, give us some, some things to do, yeah. you know? It, yeah, I mean, it's kind of to Jared's point. That is a good point. Cause yeah, where, where would it end? Right. Do that landscaping happen? Then, you know, what's the next thing, right? Golf or, you know, what, where's it going to stop? Are you then going to open up the parks? You know, kids and people can go to the parks, but you have to limit who can go to the parks. So it is, it's just such a crazy, I can't even imagine, you know, not, not getting into the politics of it, but, you know, being in a political position, having to make these decisions. Because, I mean, you look at, I know people want to get out golfing, people want to do landscaping or do all, get on their boat and do all that stuff. But when you look at the numbers in Michigan, it's one of the worst states in the country right now as far as all the cases that they have. I know a lot of them are in the Detroit area. I understand that. But, you know, you got to do something. I guess, I don't know, like, because it's like, do, do we want to ease back into it and have this really draw out into the fall, into the winter? Or do you want to kind of have a, you know, it's going to be, it's already been, what, a month and a half, and it's been pretty boring, and, you know, so the economy is taking a hit and stuff. But it, we want we want this to stop, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So yeah. let's, let's all buckle down and try and make it stop before that, we lose football, right? Right. <laughs> that's what's going to, that's what I'm not looking forward to. I wish, and I know it doesn't really make sense to do it this way, but I wish that like once everything, like everything was open, we were hundred percent back to normal. And I don't think it's going to be that way. I think it's gonna be like, Oh, you can get, you know, 20 people in a bar, right. Or we're going to do, you know, spectatorless swords. And I just kind of wish, and you know, it's wishful thinking, but I kind of wish that once I, I'm okay with extending it a couple more months, if that means that right when we come back, it's like officially everything's back. Yeah. But I, I do think what, the weird thing about this, you know, no fans at sports, like you mentioned, like, so I, what I keep thinking about is, and I've talked to some, some friends about, so if you're saying it's not safe for fans to be at the sports or, you know, the games, how are you saying that it's safe for the players to be on the field or in the locker rooms and stuff? You know, like, like how, is, how are you justifying football players being in the locker room, being on the field, smashing into each other, sweating all over each other, you know, all that, if you're saying it's not safe for fans? That's like the, I don't know, maybe the the debate that they're going to have to have. Yeah, and I mean, and it's it'd be a logistic nightmare trying to figure that out because you could you could play the sports if everybody tested negative, but they'd have to be a hundred percent quarantined all the time to be able to continue to play. Uh, the one thing that I actually thought was actually a decent idea, believe it or not, was that it was all over Twitter. I don't remember who did it. Uh, whoever did it deserves credit. But the idea was basically that the NBA needs to, you know, go to Disney, Disney World and yeah. finish the playoffs there. And it just it makes sense. I mean, you have the hotels, you have the kind of resort-style, like, living, and you have all the courts. And so mm-hmm. I thought – of all of those ideas, I thought that was the best one. I agree, I agree with you. That was a pretty good idea, and it, who knows? It might happen. Have you heard anything else on that, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I know that they have. They've it's been discussed anyway, but it's it's still like making sure that everyone's clear of the actual the virus, you know. So, like you said, make sure everyone's clear. Either because a lot of players have already had it, so now they're trying to see like, are people going to retest for it, even if you've had it. 
you know, are you immune to it after you've had it? So, but right, if, if they go to Disney, they've got the, the wide world of sports is there. It's already set up for the games. It's already set up for TV. You've got all the hotels. And actually, like, it'd be good because it put some of the, the furloughed Disney employees back to work. They'd get to go back to the hotels or back to the restaurants and stuff. So they could easily – I shouldn't say easily. They could pull that off. I think, like you said, that that's one – scenario that they could pull off there's that but then you also hear like it just i feel like if a story like this happened when they're trying to do that it would just be like terrible for the league like i mean carl anthony towns mom died right due to covid right. like so i just i don't i feel like something like that would definitely come around and kind of just put everything on pause so what we're looking at it's either the nba or major league baseball which one do you think will be back in some shape or form first i hope it's the nba personally but it would be kind of cool to like baseball like oh i, like, I would 100 percent like i'm gonna give this another go now i might only make it a couple innings if it's the first one back right. but i would 100 percent like give it my best shot like oh let's see if i actually like this no and they've been talking about i don't know if this would possibly work but they were talking about what playing the entire or to start the entire season at ballparks in arizona did you see that basically basically playing like the the spring baseball the cactus league and the grapefruit league yep basically playing yeah in florida and arizona i mean that it would be like the same idea as having the nba at disney you're trying to have everyone in like the same area so you're not traveling to detroit to cleveland and all over the place but and i don't know because like you said with carl anthony Towns's mom getting it like i it would be like a lawsuit nightmare if they yeah. had a game and all of a sudden a couple of players got it or a referee got it, an umpire got it or something, and then it started spreading. Could you imagine like the league would have to deal with that? That'd just be that'd be a nightmare. I feel like. It's, How are they going to do the dugouts when they like? Are they all going to have their own like separate little like porta potty type like <laughs> cat cubby or like how are they going to do that? I was just thinking about that. I mean, I, the thing I sorry, the thing I read was they they wouldn't even be in the dugouts. They would sit. In the stands. Like up in the stands. Oh, really? So they could sit two or three seats apart. Yeah, it'd be very strange, but that'd be the only way you could really do it. You know, and, and when you think about it, baseball's a game. Yeah, you are having some contact with the baseball and the catcher, you know, the pitcher and the catcher and then the fielders. But, uh, you know, if they all had their own little sanitizer bottle and just sanitize their hand periodically, I, I think that's a game where you could do it and, and maybe, you know, be social distance, if you will. One thing you said that you think it's going to be back to normal, like we're going to start reopening stuff on May 1st. You really think that? I, th- I think, yeah, I think some things are going to be opened up. I mean, it's going to be a phase. I, I know the president talked about it. I've seen the governor talk about it. It's probably going to at least be a three-phase unfurling, if you will. The first phase is going to be, okay, we're going to still do social distancing. We're still going to require masks, but they're going to let some businesses go back to work, you know? Yeah. Then the second phase is they'll loosen it up a little bit, and the third phase is going to be as back to normal as we can. I don't know. It'll probably take a year or two to be back to normal, I would guess. I mean, you know, can you think that this people being people are probably going to wear masks for quite a while, you know, not as many as are right now, but you think that, you know, people are going to be way more. I guess skeptical or if people are like coughing in public, sneezing in public, you know, all that stuff, it's going to be really strange. I feel like for a good year, at least. Yeah. And I would think even at ballparks, uh, you know, instead of having a jam packed ballpark, maybe the, the teams need to 
sell every other seat or every third seat, you know, and you have well, a smaller well, when crowd. When they walk into their seats, I mean, they're still like they're, you're six I just foot think apart. That's so stupid. If you're six foot know. apart with I, a mask, I mean, that's what we're doing now. I, yeah, I, I just don't think that the spectators. I, I don't think that that's a that's a long way away. Maybe okay. a year, maybe two years before we see spectators like back in the crowd. Right. And do you think it's ever going to go completely like back to normal? Like that's the thing. Like oh, we're not going to do handshakes anymore. We're not going to because I, I, it's kind of weird. I went. I felt like an idiot. I went to the store just like to grab uh, a couple <laughs> snacks, like real quick. Yeah. Right down the road, and I was like the only one in there. With, I didn't even think to put on a mask, and then I got in there, and it's like everyone's wearing a mask but me, and I just felt really. Dumb. I do wear a mask, at least a bandana or a mask. My wife, though, she just said she went to a local grocery store today in Durand, and she was the only one with a mask, and there was another eleven or twelve people in there oh, without yeah. it. So I don't. I mean, I probably should have had a mask on, but you can just see like it you should. Kind of depends on where you're at, I guess. Yeah. Well, it'd probably be a good idea. Before we move off topic, fellas, uh, Matt, uh, you, you were possibly going to be hung over today. You're on a new drink concoction. What's going on? Oh, yeah. We yeah, no <laughs> Moscow Mules last night. Um, we we had this drink in Disney the last time we were there. Um, it's a German grapefruit beer, and there we had it with tequila in it, but tonight we were having it with vodka in it. Um, it's good. It's very refreshing. I would recommend next time you guys are maybe looking for an idea for especially a summer drink. Like if you were actually able to go out on the pontoon, Ted, yep. I would say this, this would be a good idea. Don't tell anybody, but I might be on it sometime this week. <laughs> Just got a hunch. Well, so- that's all I was going to ask. So. You weren't supposed to get the boat, but then, so you were able to get your boat? Yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I got a call from our boat hauler. He lives in my neighborhood. He says, hey, the the fairgrounds is opening up the the, the, uh, pole barn. We can get our boats out today. Are you ready? I said, come on over. (laughs) So so I had a couple hours notice, man, but we got the boat in the water. It started up, and I'm feeling pretty good right at the moment. Looking forward to it. Well, we'll talk a little bit of Last Dance. We'll also see what else we've been uh, maybe watching leading up to tonight. But I want to tell you about the Corona Connection. The CoronaConnection.com knows that it is great to be gold. Keep up to date on Cavalier Nation at CoronaConnection.com. And Advanced Elevator Company, they feature top expert field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repairs of elevators. An area business leader and longtime huge supporter of the Corona Public Schools and a proud partner of Three Point Podcast. Well, let's save uh, let's save the last dance for our last topic, fellas. Let's uh, continue on getting caught up on maybe some of the things we've been watching here in this last week or so. So the first thing uh, I was actually went over to my grandpa's uh, with my brother and my dad the other night. We we watched The Irishman, and I tell you, I picked up a lot more stuff when I wasn't on my phone. So for some reason, my phone whenever I'm outside my house, not connected to Wi-Fi, I, it's like it's not usable so okay. i gotta get that fixed so that's a problem down the road right but so i was over at my grandpa's and i actually kind of was forced for the first time in a long time to just sort of sit and like watch a movie <laughs> and i was surprised like how much stuff i missed like the first time i watched irishman it's, it was a lot better than i remembered but man it's long it is three long. and a half hours three and a half hours and you bring that point up about seeing things maybe you didn't see the first time around that's kind of why i'm looking forward to watching it again yeah because i know there was a lot of stuff missed but uh the movie especially a movie that is that long because you know there's times that you kind of, whether you're on your phone or you like zone out for yep. five minutes or something. So some of those kind of movies you have to watch a couple times. Or if, you're, or if you're like me, Matt, you're the only other one here married where I'm watching it. My wife's playing on her iPad, and then she'll say, what happened? What do you say? Yeah. Would you sit here and watch it instead of me having to get interrupted? 
<laughs> but uh, I, I still haven't. I still haven't watched that. I don't know. The, I, I remember we talked about it on the podcast when it came out, and that's. I feel like that was my main takeaway from your guys' reviews, just how long it was. I'm sure it's very good, but what three and a half hours? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah, watch it all in one sitting. Yeah, pretty impressive actually. And my dad didn't fall asleep, did he? No. No, that's pretty good. I watched it. That's pretty good. Another show, Jared kind of set me on to it. Uh, I just kind of binge watched it. I watched at least three episodes a night, all three seasons of Ozark. Uh, have you seen that one yet, Matt? I haven't, but I know that's a bunch of friends have recommended it, and that's all anyone's talking about right now. It's yeah. fantastic. I mean, uh, you know, I really like Jason Bateman. In fact, I tweeted that he's probably one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood, and I went right from Ozark to an, an HBO show called The Outsider. It's it's based on a Stephen St- Stephen King book. Oh, that's very good too. I'm three episodes into that one. That's my current uh, show that I'm watching. Nice. Do you ever like? Have you ever watched a show and said, this isn't for me? I feel like every show that you ever start watching, you are just like in it like right away. I I, it takes a lot for me to give up on it. Yeah. But, uh, well, for example, Tiger King. That sucked me in seven episodes. I know you were worried about episode eight, mm-hmm. and I watched it. It was okay, but Joel McHale's pretty funny. But it was just kind of bringing you up to date on everybody, all the characters from it. So it was okay, you know, yeah. but it, it wasn't something that i would recommend to people same thing that fox had uh fox and tmz teamed up for a hour-long special by harvey levin uh, well that was all right too but it was just regurgitating a lot of the same things but uh i was, I was gonna ask you guys if you watched those so there i didn't get around to watching that extra episode it's not all that not really worth it or what Nah, it, it, it's it's okay if you want to see what the people are all up to nowadays and joel McHale's pretty funny i mean he's I love his sarcastic humor, so that part was well worth it, but the rest of it, nah, I wouldn't give it a high ranking. The one thing that I actually did hear, like, positive reviews, that's actually, like, it might be better in the quarantine is, like, SNL, and you're a huge SNL guy, I am, right? Yeah. Have you been checking that out or no? Well, I did see, they just did one with Tom Hanks as the host, Yeah, and, you know, they each have their own cameras, or they're recording their little skits and their little bits at home themselves. It was very good. But that's the only one I think they've had. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about watching uh, previous SNLs? No, just the, like, yeah, like what you said. I, I thought they were doing a quarantine one. Yeah, they did a quarantine one, but I think they only did one of them, and it, it was pretty good. That was all right. Yeah, but it's kind of, we're kind of running out. That's why this, like, Last Dance documentary really is coming at the, believe it or not, you can, like, run out of things to watch. I don't know. I still got <laughs> I still got a lot, of, a lot of seasons of Game of Thrones to get through. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to watch out there, especially if you subscribe to all the different services. Yep. It just, um, we, I've been wanting to watch Chernobyl, and so we finally got around to watching it. Like, I signed up for HBO, mm-hmm. and that was, that was very good. I mean, I, I know, like Ted, you've said, everything that, like, season tickets to anything that HBO puts out, you know it's going to be good if HBO did it. Yep. And that, that, was, that was a really good show. It was like, it was one of those shows where, like, you, you don't want to stop watching it. Every time an episode ended, we were like, all right, next one, next one, next yeah. one. That was good. Yeah. If you, how long do you got HBO for? Uh, we did, well, we signed up for one month, and we're going to see, like, we were maybe going to start watching, um, now i got to try and remember, we were going to try watching Westworld. Oh, that's pretty good. I, I, that's one of the ones I like. I haven't seen the latest season yet. I was going to give you a couple recommendations on HBO. Deadwood is fantastic. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah, I've always wanted to see Deadwood. 
um, True Detective we were going to watch because I know a bunch of friends. True Detective, the first season with McConaughey and Harrelson, it's fantastic. Yeah. That's tremendous. Um, also, uh, well, you still can see The Sopranos or The Wire on HBO. Yeah, I don't, and those are two shows. I, I'm not, when, like I never saw Breaking Bad. Didn't watch Game of Thrones. I know I've told you guys this a bunch. Never watched Sopranos or The Wire, and I know they're like the best shows on in the history of TV. Basically, some people say, but I don't know if I, I can't dedicate that much time, right? Yeah, they're just so long. That's why I like Chernobyl. Well, I think it was five episodes. Perfect, five episodes. Chernobyl was only five episodes. Yeah, it was just a mini yeah. docu. Okay, because I I start. That's one of the ones I actually kind of bailed out. I watched really? the first first episode, maybe the first two episodes, but it was just so dark, you know. Yeah, yeah it definitely is. I, I mean, I've kind of moved on. ever since I started playing video games. It's almost like I don't even like watch TV <laughs> anymore. It's like why? It's it's one of those things. It's like why would I watch TV when I can kind of. Be it so. Believe it or not, you don't know how much time I've logged on Call of Duty since the start of this quarantine. Three days. Whoa. Three days of screen time on Call of Duty. Are so that's get, where we're at with that. Are you getting any better at it? I actually am. So here's so just to keep you guys up to speed on how Call of Duty works and any listeners. A good player is anything above a 1.0 kill death ratio, which is like oh you get one kill for every time you die. I guess pretty much what that is. So I'm I'm right at zero point nine nine. Been there pretty much the last week or so, and it's been my quest to try to get it to one. So okay, that's about it. I mean, that's pretty much what's going on in my life. So <laughs> it's been quite about impressive though, because I, I know I've told you I used to play Call of Duty a lot in college, and I could never get up that like you said the kill to death ratio right around one. I could never get up. I was always like right around like point nine point nine five. Yeah, and I hated it. I I couldn't get up to one, and so that's impressive that you're up there. Yeah, in terms of like the social hierarchy of good practice. Yeah, of Call of Duty, it's like you got to get to one, or else you're just a loser. Now, out of your buddies, I know this is only going to entertain me, but uh, out of all your buddies, who's the best at it? Would you uh, say? Believe it or not, it's like uh, Jaron Van Flutteren. Is he? he? He used to. Well, here's the thing. Like this, you want to hear something that's kind of crazy about my generation? He used to get up before school, set his alarm for like 5 a.m. and just like <laughs> in game for like an hour and a half for for to you prepare know, for to school. Prepare, then go to school, <laughs> then come back and game some more. So he's his like his kill death ratio is like 2.6. Whoa! Like which is just it's it's obscene. I, and you watch him play, and it's almost like he's not even playing the same game. Wow, that's a little tidbit. So this, this is this is like nerd conversation here. So what, <laughs> Dad? You'll be all about this. Uh, so do you do you sit and like snipe? Do you hi- find spots to hide, or are you like a running gun type of guy? So here's what people will complain about. So there's this gun on the game, like that's apparently quote unquote overpowered, and it's like a it's a double barrel shotgun. You just sprint around. It's called a seven two five. You just sprint around tight quarters, close quarters, and you just one shot can kill guys. And that's the when you get in the chat parties. And I tell you what, I forgot how vulgar these parties are. Like <laughs> when you're in it with these guys and you're killing them, they will lose their mind. They'll call you everything under the sun. I, I had a I had a guy tell me the other day he's gonna murder my whole family. It's like it's just, that's the type of stuff you get into. It's crazy. Yeah, it it's, makes it's you wonder, wild west. It makes you wonder about the correlation between that and and when people do yeah. real life violence. You know, I mean, it, there is something about it. I tell you what, it's it's like the most angry I've been in a long time. <laughs> like I don't know, there's something about that game that'll just angry you, and I can't explain it. So before last no, dance, you, you're you gonna go home. Snap if you if you've got like a good streak going, you got like eight kills in a row, and then you some stoop someone runs up behind you and stabs you or something. Yeah, you'll snap for sure. 
So that's the whole concept. I've never played it, but that's the whole concept. You're basically at war and you're hiding behind things and stuff (laughs) like that. There's different game modes. You know, there's free for all where you're by yourself and you're going against like everyone's like a one man army pretty much. There's team deathmatch where you have a team and it's just Ah, whoever can get 75 kills. There's things like capture the flag. There's domination where you just got to control like certain zones. Uh, there's like safeguard where you got to escort a robot from one side of the map to the other side. Like there's a, there's a billion different game modes. Yeah, you know, I could appreciate that. I mean, if I was if I was your age, you know, I, I would get into that. I could see that. I mean, I'm, it's way past me now, obviously, but yeah. but it, it sounds it's fun. like fun. And we used to we used to in college we would get. Um, well, I think I told you guys what my brother in law used to manage uh, movie theaters, the mm-hmm. MCGs, and. Uh, we would take our Xboxes up there sometimes and play oh, on awesome. the movie the movie theater screen. Oh my so god! That was, yeah, that was pretty incredible. Um, so I was spoiled with that. But in college, we would get like eight of us together, and everyone would bring their Xboxes over, and um, we had you know TVs and stuff, and we would like park in our house and have like eight people playing in our house so against each other and stuff so it that's definitely like nerd mode but yeah. it was actually like so fun it was really fun that would i could imagine that being a little loud at times yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the thing the thing with the movie theater though i wouldn't like that screen because i if you I, i'm like nearsighted can't see stuff that are far away i literally sit maybe a foot from my screen and i'm like staring at my mom has literally been complaining like saying like you're gonna go blind how close i am to the screen that's just how you got to play you got to be on the tip of your toes you got to be fully focused or you're just gonna get torn apart out there have you ever what 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 would be the longest time you've been in a game mode i mean how long can you play without getting killed what would you say is the longest time you play <laughs> like without getting without getting killed yeah i've i've killed 12 people in a row before dying <laughs> which is not great i've had be like 25 quote unquote a nuke is where you get 25 in a row and it just ends the entire game really like it just wins it and a nuke gets dropped on the map so i've never had that Wow. That's a rarity. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, Call of Duty. The fight is lost about 95% of our listeners. Call of Duty? (laughs) That's our nerd talk for today. We'll have some uh, NBA talk here in just a second. Just want to tell our listeners. And by the way, we're trying to send a shout out to uh, all our local businesses. I mean, there's just too many of them for us to list here on this actual audio podcast. But, you know, everybody listening out there, whether no matter what state you're in, you know, support all the businesses out there there uh you know that that you especially restaurants and grocery stores you know they need the help they're there on the front line and we just want to send a shout out to everybody here in uh, the owasso corona area you know make it a habit to go you know buy takeout a couple times a week at the least you know and tip them like you would if you're inside the restaurant they'd really appreciate it and keeps them in business and one of those is rivals tap house and grill the official sports bar of three-point podcast they're open for food and beer and takeout including a wide variety of craft brews and growlers they're there for us make sure you're there for them rivals tap house and grill in corona and everybody likes a great deal right well go online at sharedanauctionservice.com for info on upcoming auctions the auction house is packed with all kinds of great items Stay up to date by checking their website at SheridanAuctionService.com and sign up for email notifications or call Troy Crow at 989-720-SELL for other details. Well, guys, to wrap up the podcast, let's talk about the last dance. And I guess, uh, Matt, you're our ESPN guy. Why don't you set the stage a little bit for us, what we're going to be looking forward to tonight. Well, yeah, it, it kicks off tonight, and I, I forget the original date that it was supposed to air. I think it was supposed to be the end of the summer or maybe even in the fall, but they pushed it up 
because of this quarantine situation, just people need something to watch, and ESPN needs something fresh to put on the air, so they pushed it up. And so it's a ten-part documentary where the the Chicago Bulls had a, a camera crew follow them around that last season that they were all that core was together with the Bulls, with Jordan and Pippen and Rodman and Phil Jackson coaching. They had like unlimited access to the Chicago Bulls. So this footage has been sitting basically in a storage unit ever since that season. And Michael Jordan had the rights to it. And a few years ago, he finally said, all right, let's, let's release it. Let's do a documentary. So it's, the 10-part documentary, it's for the next five Sundays, two episodes uh, every Sunday. So, I mean, it's going to be appointment television. I think this is going to be, like, I, I'm, we, we were talking about it off the air. I'm very curious to see the ratings for this. Yeah. Not only because of the quarantine situation, people need something to watch, but I think I've, I've read and heard people say that this is, like, the best documentary ever, maybe. I can't wait because it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna serve two purposes for guys like Ted and then a little bit like Matt. You're kind of on both ends of the spectrum here, where it's gonna be nostalgia for you watching like the Michael Jordan, and for me, it's gonna be really like the first time I've honestly really watched. Like I maybe watched a total like one total game of Michael Jordan's career, so it's gonna be cool to see kind of like what he was all about and how good he actually was. All I see is the highlights. I don't ever see him like any of the actual games, the practices, all that sort of stuff. It's going so it's gonna be cool to see that. Yeah, it's kind of a good point because you know anybody that listens to this podcast knows. Uh, LeBron's your man, yeah. and to see Michael, and like you said, you really you're, you're so young, you, ha- you didn't get a chance to see him in the prime of his career. It'll be, it, it'd be interesting to get your perspective on this. You know, another uh, five weeks down the road when the whole series concludes. Uh, but he was, you know, if I had to pick a player myself, I probably would lean to Michael as the all-time great. I know uh, Matt's a, a Kobe guy, so we got we got all 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 the spectrum covered here, really, when you think about the greats of the game. But it, it will be cool to see, and I'm looking forward to, this is the, the last season where they won their sixth title. Rodman was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah. Rodman was on that team, and yeah, I, so Jared, you definitely don't remember, but I'm sure, Ted, you do. So there was, they, they'll, I'm sure they'll go into it a lot uh, in this documentary, but heading into that season, like it, the team was kind of in a lot of turmoil. Yeah. Kind of like Kind of like with the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe, and there's just a lot of drama. Like uh, the owner, the GM of the Bulls was ready to break up the team and like move on and build a new core. Phil Jackson, I think, was even talking about walking away. So, like, I think there's going to be, and like Michael Jordan even said that he's worried that people are going to think that he's a bad guy after watching this documentary. So, there's, I think this is going to be like, almost like an eye-opening type of thing as to like what the Bulls, what Michael Jordan, what that whole situation was really like. So yeah. It's going to be interesting. It, it's one of those things, like, it makes me think, like, you know, you always see people say, like, what, what moment in history, whether it's sports or whatever, do you wish Twitter was around for? And, you know, you just think, like, like the bad boys or the Fab Five, like, man, it would be so cool if Twitter was around during that time. So this is almost going to be like that. Now you're going to actually see behind the doors what, what actually went on. Yeah, and you talked about it a little bit there with uh, Phil Jackson. I think I think he announced, didn't he, before the season? That's where he came up with the last dance. He said, "This is going to be it for me, and, and yeah, it's yeah. our last dance." You know, do you guys like? It feels like the internet kind of ruins everything. Like Twitter, there's so much hype going into this. Like, it's really got to blow your socks off if you, if it's going to reach its like max. If it's going to really live up to it, because it's like it's kind of funny when you think about it. They've been they filmed this thing 
over 20 years ago. Right. They've just been holding on to it. Like, imagine being the guy that shot this and like shot something awesome, like in 19, you know, 96 or and just said like, wow, that's gold. And then you just never, you're just never going to see the light of day until finally it does. Well, well years technically later. all the raw footage was filmed 20 years ago, but I mean, it's, it's edited to today's standards, right? I mean, yeah. somebody just recently edited it within the last year, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, I would. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. if you're like the, one of the cameramen that followed him, like, oh, this exactly. whole time, and you see like Michael Jordan, I don't know, bitching out Scottie Pippen or something like that, like something cool. That well, they do have something good going for him, and that's the whole quarantine. You know, mm-hmm. there is a lot of hype. There's a lot of expectations for this, but uh, what else are you going to watch that's sports related nowadays? You know, yeah. we're not going to watch horse. I mean, that they gave gave a good effort on it, but uh, this is this is going to be exciting. I think it's one of those things, too, that, like, I mean, Jared, you're talking about the generation, like, your generation who didn't get to watch Jordan, or, I mean, it, it kind of it hits everyone. I was a kid watching Jordan, so that's going to take me back. Ted, you were, you know, an adult, you know, watching Jordan, so it'll take you back to that time, but it'll it'll be like a, like a time capsule type of thing. It'll, like, you'll sit back and be like, you'll remember what it was like back then with the NBA and obviously Michael Jordan's greatness and stuff. And I mean, it's, yeah, I, I was thinking about when you were talking about that, Jared, like if you shot that or you, if you shot whatever, and it was gold, you, you follow around Michael Jordan and the Bulls, you probably thought that that was going to be your, like your retirement. You were like, I just shot this when this, makes air when this is a documentary i'm gonna retire and you had to sit on it for 20 years that is kind of crazy oh man i'll tell you what this is gonna be awesome and i'm i'm kind of got mixed feelings though because you know my team my nba team was the bad boys the piston bad boys nothing will ever top it and if they would have had some kind of film like this and followed them around man i'd be in heaven i will say this espn did do a good job on their 30 for 30 on the bad boys but that yeah. i mean that was that was two hours this is 10 hours this is gonna be incredible and it is kind of would you guys rather have it be like over and i guess we'll see like have it be over the course of michael jordan's career where you know the first episode is him growing up second episodes you know him, him in college rookie year like how would kind of follow him chronologically or would you rather have it be just like one season because i would rather have it be one season because i feel like that's gonna be like a lot more in detail yeah about like kind of what we actually want to see like we kind of know the basic story of michael jordan already so just like i hope this first two episodes tonight kind of jump right into it i think they will and i was just thinking wasn't the oj series was that like a 10 parter the 30 for 30 episodes was it eight episodes yeah okay so that's kind of similar but that that actually did follow his career right all the way up to the end where this one is focused just on that season. I, I think it's going to be outstanding. I really think it's going to live up to the hype. That's good. I, I mean, I definitely think so. And, and like some critics have already seen it. So there are some reviews out already and that everyone is saying that it's like, it, it's probably the best sports documentary ever. And, and it's not, I mean, I'm not trying to like pat ESPN on the back of it, but you know, like ESPN did it. So, you know, the production is going to be, there. that's going to right. be really well done. And then they have, interviews with you know like people today talking about jordan or whatever and i know kobe's in it so that's it's going to kind of like hit a little different when yeah. when kobe's interview comes up but yeah it'll just be cool to hear everyone talk about that season or whether it's reporters like michael wilbon is in it a lot oh but yeah to hear people talk about it so it'll be i don't know i i think it's gonna be interesting there's a side to me that does hope that uh some people see that Michael Jordan was kind of an asshole, and maybe it, it 
affects his uh, legacy a little bit. I wouldn't be mad at that. <laughs> yeah, like and I'm just reading something that the the his name's Mike Tolan, the guy that kind of created it, and he said he's basically saying that one of his pitches to Michael Jordan was, "Hey, every day kids come into my office wearing your shoes, and it's it's like time for them to see you actually play." So I just think that's kind of interesting. Like I said, pretty much exactly what I said, where I've never really seen the guy play. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and we'll we'll give our review of the first two episodes uh, next time we get together. It's it's going to be a very must see TV this evening. Like I said, we're recording this on Sunday, April nineteenth, so uh, we'll see what happens, guys. Anything else uh, you want to get on the table before we wrap this thing up? How's Jared's diet going during the quarantine? He doesn't look too bad. Starts uh, starts tomorrow. <laughs> Back to work starts tomorrow. That's how. That's, that's pretty much how. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Uh, do we, we're all rocking the uh, the basement beard, aren't we? I yeah. haven't shaved. No, me neither. Yeah, and I need a haircut. That's why I've, I've had a hat glued to my head the last month. Yeah, same here, man. I took a look in the mirror today. I said, I'm flipping my hat on. I, <laughs> it's just getting out of control. But uh, the hair's getting a little out of control. The one thing. I might. I, this is the longest I've let my mustache go in a long time, and there, I haven't. I, we talked about it before. I haven't clean shaved my beard in ten years, or yeah. I don't know when. But uh, there's a side of me that wants to clean shave my beard and just leave the mustache. Oh, I hope you do that. <laughs> you need to bring back the mustache, Chad. Both of you. Well, I, I periodically do have the mustache, but yeah, I, I haven't been when without a mustache. mustache. When did the mustache like go out of style? When was that? Uh, 2000s in the 90s probably 90s yeah yeah and you did it basically magnum pi is the guy that like brought it back pretty much well i I grew mine right out of high school basically so i've had mine since 75 i shaved it it's weird you know it's like uh, who was who was the biblical character that cut his hair and lost all samson well i shaved my mustache by mistake one time i was trimming it and it got out of control (laughs) so (laughs) so i didn't i I didn't didn't, no i don't know what was going on but i didn't want to rock a hitler stash so i had to shave it all off and i felt i felt very weird and insecure cure without it so <laughs> yeah that's the story of samson <laughs> all right like that's what would happen i would i would want to like be funny or i don't know whatever and shave my beard and just leave the mustache but once i did it i'd be like i don't want to go out in public i don't like this at all well if you do if you shave the beard you know save the mustache for last and at least take a selfie all right <laughs> yeah. then you may decide to shave it after yeah. that all right, guys. I, hey, we made it through another podcast. We want to thank everybody for listening in. Uh, you know, this is not our last dance, though. We're going to be back next week. Subscribe, rate us on all the big podcasting sites, including Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Your comments and questions are always welcome on our social media sites at Three Point Pod. And support our Three Point Podcast partners. Tell them you give a listen. That's Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Acrona Connection, Card Service Michiana, and ProMech Engineering. Also, be sure to check out our network friends at Sports Radio Detroit. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Three Point podcast stay safe and bye just for now i used to think that i could not go on and life was nothing but an awful song but now i know the meaning of true love i'm leaning on I just believe it There's nothing
I can fly. 